Welcome to another edition of the YXE Sports Podcast on another gorgeous Monday. This is episode 40. Hello to uh, everybody watching live on the Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar Facebook page, the YXE Sports Podcast Facebook page, and a big hello to everybody that's uh, listening audio-wise to this podcast as well. Hard to believe that we've made it 40 weeks Lots and of haven't taken us. Yeah. Lots of milestones. A couple milestones. Yeah, so it's 40 for us. It's... Uh, 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 number X of birthdays for our producer, Ian Roach. It's yeah, his birthday Ian Roach today, is so. celebrating a birthday here. All yeah. fired up about the Valtteri Bottas win on the F1 circuit. Unfortunately, Lewis Hamilton was unable to come up with win 91, so Michael Schumacher still sits alone atop the checkered flag list in F1 lore, and that is the most that we will ever talk about F1. It's a historic edition here of the yes. YXE Sports Podcast. Lewis Hamilton stop started when he uh, wasn't supposed to stop start, so that's yeah. why he couldn't get the yeah. win. Yeah. A couple of, yeah, actually, I think he had two penalties yes. in that. Yeah, he did. So crazy. Um, anyways, uh, how was the weekend? The uh, weekend was great. Yeah, yep. weekend was really good. You were over Sunday watching a little bit of football. Yeah. Helping me with the heavy lifting oh, in my backyard. Oh, man. <laughs> if I would have known that I was going to get roped into that, I would have not uh, came over. Yeah. But No, it was okay. really good. Had a, had a really, how about you? Good. Friday night, uh, I, I hopped back into the broadcast booth. You did. And by, by the play. way, good job. So um, uh, we might as well get into this off, yeah. the, off the start here. Uh, the uh, Saskatoon Minor Football, Brian Gieber, they deserve a ton of credit. So what they put down or put together is a Northern Saskatchewan Football Academy giving high school football players a chance to get on the field in some way, shape, or form. It's a lot to ask of the high schools, as we've talked about on this webcast and podcast before. It's a lot to ask high schools to put on football in the midst of a pandemic, simply because those that are involved in athletics are involved in many other things and trying to keep students safe. And as a result, uh, Saskatoon Minor Football has staged this Northern Sask Academy and how many games did you do of play-by-play on Friday night? Three, by, by myself. By himself. <laughs> and the reviews uh, on Facebook were just tremendous. So, yeah. well done. No, thank uh, you. You were working with um, Kerry Tarasov. Yep. Did the, the, yep. the shooting. Yeah, yep. it was good. But, no, it was good. There was three games. Um, and, yeah, you're right. I mean, this job that Brian Gebert and Saskatoon Minor Football has done, and football Sask as well, is, yep. has been tremendous. And uh, they were keeping everybody safe. Um, they were only allowed one parent per household to actually attend the games. Makes sense. So that's where it makes sense. Yep. So that's where the live streaming, you know, kind of – that's where that idea came from was a lot of parents wanted to watch, but they couldn't make it for whatever reason. So they have the fantastic idea to live stream the games on Facebook. This is something that will be happening uh, until November, every second Friday until November the 6th. Okay. So the next one will be October 9th, whatever yeah. that Friday yeah. is. Okay. Uh, so you can head over to the Saskatoon Minor Football Facebook page yeah. and, and watch wow. those. And I mean, the football is, is good too. And, um, you know, the other reason for this, obviously, just to give, you know, kids a chance to play football, the game that they love. But for some of those student athletes that might have an opportunity to play at the next level, yep. this is their way of getting their game film out. Yeah. Because there's not any other way to do that this year, right? So uh, speaking to Brian Gebert last week, he mentioned that there had been some schools, uh, some universities that got wind of this and were asking Brian and Saskatoon Minor Football, well, how can we watch? How can we get a gauge yeah. on yeah. kind of the top prospects? And that's kind of kind of how they were doing that. So a tremendous job uh, for Brian Gebert and Saskatoon Minor and a Football. a tremendous job by you. It was, yeah. it was really good. That was a long haul calling three games 
games by himself, but he was able to do it. And uh, no, Weiss it, was it, a little it, sore. It, it sounded really good. And you, and the football, like the caliber of football, was fantastic. Yeah, the it, first game went right down to the wire. Yeah. Right. The second yeah. game was a little bit of a blowout, but then the third game was a defensive battle. I think the third game was a two-point game. Yeah. So the the football was really good. So um, you know, I encourage everybody to to at least tune in to the uh, Saskatoon Minor Football Facebook page two yeah. Fridays from now. They're calling it the North Sask Academy Football League. Yeah. And uh, so they have, and they're just, I think there was probably just a draft for players, yep. right, based on yep. position. So it's Team Green. I think there's a couple of Team Greens. Two Team Greens, a Team Black, yeah. a Team Blue, a Team White, yeah, a Team but, Yellow. Uh, so. But uh, well done by you and yeah. well done by Saskatoon so. Minor Football to uh, to make that happen for sure. Speaking of football, moving south of the border, it's hard to believe that it is already week three of the NFL season. It's amazing how fast the NFL season goes by. What's the, uh, is it Baltimore and Kansas City today? Yeah. That game of the week. Game. Yeah. yeah, Monday Night Football, Lamar yeah. Jackson versus Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Your Atlanta Falcons suck. My Denver Broncos <laughs> suck. So we're both in the same boat there. The First Denver- time that the Atlanta Falcons have started a year 0-3, I think, since 2007. And don't tell me I haven't heard everything that there is to hear about that. What's interesting is right now, and this is the odd statistic about it all, you could argue that Russell Wilson might be the best quarterback in the National Football League right now. Matt Ryan actually has more passing yards than Russell Wilson does this season. I think well, Wilson's fourth in passing, but he's just he's just such a threat with the ball in hand. Right? I mean, the Falcons are always losing, so yeah, I guess, <laughs> you know, like what what else is Matt Ryan supposed to do? Yep. Although I will say that um, the Sunday game, like yesterday against the Bears, yep. they choked Unbelievable! I guess they choked against Dallas too. Yeah, they did. They but really it did, wasn't just Kyle Shanahan. Remember, offensive coordinator Kyle Shanahan took a lot of heat for that Super Bowl loss. Yep. When the Patriots came back down twenty-eight-three yep. and came back to win, so maybe it wasn't Kyle Shanahan's fault Might that the uh, Falcons choked the Super Bowl away. And they really haven't been the same since. Yeah. I think Dan Quinn's the first coach to get fired this year. You do? Him or Adam Gase of the New York Jets? Yeah, the Jets might uh, make some changes. I, there's no question about that. I wouldn't surprise me if it happened in Atlanta, though. And uh, now, no shame, in, no shame though. I, I will give the Broncos credit in losing to Tom Brady. Because they did play Tampa Bay on yeah. Sunday, right? Yeah. And it was, it was it's, I mean, uh, things are starting to roll in Tampa. Yeah. I really I think, think, I think know, Brady... Yeah. You know, Brady just kind of needed a week or so to, yeah. you know, get the kinks out and played a very good New Orleans team in week one, but they've looked real good in week two and week three. And I guess that's the, the question or the big de- debate was, well, was it Belichick or was it Brady when Tom first left yeah. New England? Both teams are two and one. Right? Uh, and Bruce Arians has backed off of Tom Brady a little yeah. bit here. <clears throat> now that they're After the week success. one. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> uh, who would you, if you were the GM of a NFL team, yeah. quarterback-wise, who would you want to start a like? Who would be your franchise quarterback? Who would you want to build around out of the current quarterback? Boy, that's a that's a good question. I'd probably go with Russell Wilson. I okay. probably would because he has Super Bowl experience. Yep. With ball in hand, he's very good, and he's still very smart with the football. So I'd probably go with. I, I would think Russell Wilson. I think yeah. it's Dak Prescott that's actually leading the NFL in passing right now, yards yep. wise. And the Cowboys aren't playing too bad at times. No. Who would you pick? Probably Patrick Mahomes. Oh, would you? Probably Mahomes. Yeah. yeah. But it's close. I mean, yeah. Wilson is very, very good. Everybody knows yeah. that Russell yeah. Wilson's good. Yeah. Depending on who you ask, though, and that's the thing. You were mentioning how you were watching CBS, the CBS pregame show yesterday. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, their opinion on quarterbacks is much different than the Fox guys' opinion yep. on quarterbacks. Like, it's just so subjective, right? I mean, for some guys, Russell Wilson would be their franchise yeah. quarterback. For some guys, you know, in some guys' opinions, Russell Wilson or Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes is – the third or fourth best Sometimes those numbers in quarterbacks can be really misleading, though, because Derrick Henry has 319 yards in rushing in 
three weeks of football. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, which really takes the pressure off your quarterback. Well, yeah, and they signed Tannehill to that $16 million yeah. contract or whatever yeah. it is. To. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, tell me Ryan Tannehill isn't the greatest <laughs> setup quarterback in the league. Yeah. Because he gets $16 million to just do this. Yeah, that's like 40 to- times a game. <clears throat> Tony Romo money. Yeah, uh, exactly. And then San Francisco has one of the best pass defenses in the league. Yeah. So they're kind of hanging around, too. Even though they've suffered a ton of injuries from uh, a couple of weeks ago, they're, they're – Past defense has been very good, so that's that's cool. There was a couple of uh, really neat storylines uh, from Sunday. One was to have all those Watt brothers on the field at the same yeah. time as Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, they were taking on Houston, Houston, TJ, and, JJ, yeah, Derek, and yeah. So I can't remember what the other one is. Yeah, and JJ is the linebacker, and I think Derek is the fullback for Pittsburgh. Yeah, and TJ is the linebacker. TJ is linebacker. Yeah, TJ is on the other side, obviously. And then a milestone Sunday for women in football. Jennifer King is the first year coaching intern for Washington. She was on the field. Callie Brownson is the chief of staff for the Cleveland Browns. And Sarah Thomas was the down judge. Now, Sarah Thomas has been officiating for about five years in the National Football League, but it was the first Sunday that three women had been involved in a Sunday of football in the National Football League, which I thought was kind of a neat milestone that CBS came up with on their pregame show. So that was, uh, that was really kind of neat to see it. So that and the Watt story are two of kind of the fun stories that jumped out at me uh, in the, the third Sunday of the NFL. Cleveland is also 2-1. and one. I think it's the first time they're over 500 since 2014, which is amazing. That is amazing. Like, that is, like, <laughs> that is <laughs> like. Okay, I just want to be sure I got that straight. So, TJ and Derek yeah. Watt all played in that game. Yeah. TJ is Derek, yeah. the linebacker, yeah. and Derek is the fullback. Fullback. Is that, did we say that? JJ, yeah. And then JJ. We got that right the first time? Yeah, and then JJ is the uh, defensive end for the Houston Texans. Um, and, of course, yeah, the Monday night game, Kansas City versus Baltimore. And then looking uh, forward to week four, uh, which starts obviously on Thursday, we get blessed with the Denver Broncos and the New York Jets. Uh, so that'll That's be the prime time game on, on Thursday? Thursday? Yeah. And then what did I uh, see earlier today? Really? They moved. That's the prime time game yeah. on Thursday. Yeah. Like, what, who wrote that schedule and how long That's- ago? Like, in the last five years, whoever would have thought that would have been a decent primetime matchup? Well, I... I mean, honestly. Really? God, your guess is as good as mine. That is crazy. I guess that's why we don't make those decisions. (laughs) But anyways, we are live at Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar, as we always are every Monday. So big thanks uh, to them. And, of course, they're open. You can enjoy chicken tenders, the Wendell Burger, the best fries in the business. And, hey, why don't you come down on a Thursday night or a Sunday? You can spend Sunday all day here from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. if you really wanted to, and also Monday Night Football as well. They have Game 6 of the Stanley Cup Finals on as well, but Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar is open, your number one place to go in Saskatoon for sports and food. Uh, they are located on the corner of Circle and Idlewild, and you can give them a call at 306-382-1717. Most underrated quarterback right now in the NFL. Oh, most underrated. I'm going to go with Josh Allen. Yeah. Yeah, okay. From yep. Buffalo, yeah. Yep. He's been playing some really good football here. He had 311 in passing in, a, in that win over the Rams. Yep. But he's he's been pretty solid for Buffalo. A lot of people are kind of taking notice of the Bills here. Yeah, well, and while your, still, while your I Broncos mean, play in prime time. Yeah, but even, you know, <laughs> I think the big thing for the Bills was uh, when they hired Sean McDermott yep. a couple seasons ago. Yeah, right? that was, Ever yep. since then, yep. the Bills have kind of seen a shift, and Josh got Allen has definitely – 
added to it. Yeah. Uh, we did mention that it is game six of the Stanley Cup Finals. So, of course, over the weekend, Dallas, they were able, their backs were against the wall, and they responded a double overtime win to push this Stanley Cup Final to six games. Do you think Dallas can win three in a row, two in a row now? But Probably not. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be pretty tough against John Cooper's lightning. But it was confirmed uh, a day or so ago, Stamkos will not be back. So right. I think he played, uh, I don't know what three, his final Three minutes, was. I think it was. Or yeah, it wasn't, like that. it wasn't all that long. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you can tell his worth because he did score a goal in that one game that he appeared in in the first period of that contest. But he's not going to be back. So that is something that Dallas might have a little bit of a, a spring in their step about is the fact that Stamkos won't be in the Tampa Bay lineup, but I still think it's going to be a pretty tall order. Game. Both of these coaches are really good. And, of course, John Cooper, though, uh, as a head coach, has been to a Stanley Cup yeah. final. So he kind of knows what it takes. I think the thing, though, is it, you just don't know. Like, in this bubble format, you just, you know, it's you can't really read anything. Yeah. You can't really base anything on what's happened in previous yeah. seasons. And that's what makes this really weird. Yep. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Um, game four went to overtime. Game yep. five went to double overtime. So First how time cool in Stanley be? Cup history. Game six went to three overtimes. Two games on back-to-back nights have gone into overtime. Yeah. That's never happened in the history of the Stanley Cup final before. Yeah. So that tells you how odd things were. Even, think, if, even if Dallas were to win or even if Tampa Bay were to win, you can still pick a player off of Dallas. Yeah. But who's your consummate candidate? Oh, goodness. You mean on either side? Yeah, just in general. I mean, it's rare, but there are times where a, a losing team, that a player from that well, losing team I'll, gets I'll, the I'll say it. For Dallas, I think it's been Anton Hudobin. Yeah. I, I really honestly believe that Anton Hudobin deserves Don't you? Yeah, think for that Dallas, he would, yeah. You mean, don't you think that he would deserve consideration yeah. or something? For like? sure. Um, Pavelski. Pavelski has 13 goals this year. Yep. They're in the, in the playoffs. Yep. Right? I mean, that's... Yeah. But I think, I think Hudobin's done a really nice job here. And on the Tampa Bay side... Uh... Boy, Vasilevsky, maybe? Uh, I'll say Victor Hedman. Victor Hedman. That would be another good yeah. choice. Yeah, Ten goals in the playoffs for Victor Hedman, which uh, in terms of all-time playoff scoring uh, for defensemen, he's third all-time. He's behind Brian Leach and Paul Coffey for okay. goals scored by a defenseman in the Stanley Cup playoffs with ten. Here's the one stat that I thought was interesting from the Dallas 3-2 overtime win the Saturday night game was uh, this. Dallas held Tampa Bay to one power play in game five and killed it. The Lightning were 6-for-12 on the power play in the previous three games. Wow. So do you think Rick Bonus has figured out to his team that, you know what, just if we can stay disciplined and not get caught up in sort of the, the chippy stuff that we get caught up into, that, yeah. that, that, might, uh, that, might, that might help you based on those statistics because Tampa Bay can be really lethal on the power play. Stanley Cup will end either tonight or at some time later this week. Anyways, the point is the Stanley Cup will be handed out before our next edition of the YXC Sports Podcast. So this is where I get to have some fun. Uh, you obviously seriously doubted this whole situation of playing <laughs> hockey. Uh, and it turns out that uh, over the tens right. and thousands of, of tests yep. that they've done in the NHL bubble. Oh, you want, I thought you were going to give it to me about the Blue Jays. No, there's yeah, been that many You know what? That and many it, cases. it is interesting. Uh, you know, Gary Bedman said, you know, we can't take a victory lap yet we have to be very mindful that we still have the stand he said this between uh the third round and the and the stanley cup final we can't do a victory lap yet but this has worked very very well for uh the national hockey league and there are a ton of people that deserve credit for for that because obviously it's 
it's a risky thing, right? But what the, and even the NBA, what the NBA and the NHL have been able to pull off, probably a little tougher for the NBA just because it's based in the United States yeah. where the numbers are so much higher. But, and Florida at that. And Florida at that. But, you know, both leagues have done a pretty good job. And that's been, and that's, uh, that is good. So I thought you might be flirting with disaster here when this idea came up. But, and not only that, but it's given people something to watch. Yep. And I think that's been... That's been good. It's been a little bit of normalcy in a time that isn't normal. But I think the one thing about it all, though, is, you know, you see the numbers in Ontario and Quebec and B.C. again. You still have to be smart yeah, going into the fall. Yep. And, that's, and that's one of the things. But, but, boy, the NHL, they do deserve credit for the way they've, they've pulled this off. You're right. Now yep. I get to come at you with the Toronto Blue Jays. Okay. So it was a week later than I originally anticipated, <laughs> but they still did end up clinching a playoff spot, yeah. the second wild card spot. So uh, they'll be facing off against the Tampa Bay Rays in the first round of the MLB playoffs. That gets under week uh, underway this week. It was weird because two weeks ago it, it seemed like a sure lock, right? Well, like they were going into that series with the Yankees. Yeah. They just beat them the week, the week before, took yeah. two out of three from them the week before, and then they just got absolutely dominated Spanked. by the Yankees. They did, yeah. And I didn't think it was going to be good, <laughs> but then they got off the mat last week yeah. and actually played and actually played pretty well. So yeah. <laughs> that, that was good because uh, you did text me two Mondays ago and say, Maybe you were right yeah. <laughs> when the Yankees were thumping the Blue Jays, but that wasn't the case. So, And this today, Matt Shoemaker is going to go against Blake Snell in game one yeah. uh, for this series, and they're moving Ryu to game two to give him a little more rest. It's interesting. So Ryu's been really good for the Jays this he year. He has been, yeah. and I think that's probably what they're counting on is that, but they yeah. want to give him a little more rest. So it'll be, uh, it'll be Shoemaker in game one. 16 teams including, and this is just weird, Miami. Yeah. The and the San have, Diego Padres. Well, and the Padres, but the Marlins have no business being in this <laughs> at all. And the other thing, too, that they're doing that they don't normally do in Major League Baseball is they're doing a bracket format, which is kind of interesting that the NHL isn't doing a bracket format because that's what we kind of expected when yep. they reseeded. And Major League Baseball is going to a bracket format, which... Yeah, like is, the Jays are the eighth place team, so they're the, going up against number one, two yeah. versus seven, right. et cetera. Yep. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. There's some good, going to be some good matchups. At the end, it'll be Dodgers Yankees. Oh, yeah. and the Dodgers will lose again. And the Dodgers right. will win. Yeah, oh, just like eighty yeah. one, nineteen eighty one. Right. Sure. Speak- Oral Hershiser, uh, speaking- Tommy Lasorda. Yeah. Speaking of things that happened a million years ago, this was kind of cool, and yeah. we got to give our producer Ian credit for this yep. because I actually didn't know this. But what were you doing on this day, forty eight years ago? Well, I don't know what I was doing at this time, but I remember uh, during the day, we were all taken into the gym in Pleasantdale, Saskatchewan to watch a black and white TV to witness the eighth game of the Summit Series between the Soviet Union and Canada. And we all saw Foster Hewitt make the famous call of Paul Henderson's winning goal to lift Canada to the win. And it was interesting about that because Russia won two and tied one in Canada. So Canada had to go over there. They were clearly being outplayed, but Canada won three of four in Moscow to win that event. And Paul Anderson just came out of nowhere and um, it was, you know, a lot of people joke that Paul Henderson made a career out of a goal, uh, but his contributions, they were spectacular in that series. They, they, they really were. Yeah, it was one of those, obviously, you know, this did happen 48 years ago, so I was nowhere even close to being around this universe. (laughs) But it is one of those, you remember where you were. Oh, absolutely. It was, yeah. Well, I mean, 2010 for the the, the Sidney Crosby goal, that was us in 72 is where you were in 2010. 
That's yep. the same sort of, it's exact same sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. So that's, that's the magnitude of that goal. As a matter of fact, at the time, now I think we have 35 or 36 million people living in Canada. At the time, we had 21 million. It is estimated that 13 million people watch that. So that means that 61% of the population <laughs> in Canada watch that Canada-Russia eight yeah. game. It's so. probably more than that, really. Yeah, and it may have been. Yeah, 48 years ago, I feel like the analytics might have been a little bit skewed. <laughs> well, maybe. But um, also, the NBA Finals are this week, uh, or they kick off this week as well. Uh, Miami, L.A., yeah. LeBron's 10th Finals appearance, yeah. which is amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, that'll be interesting. I don't know if the Miami Heat have any business being Lakers. in there. Yeah, but, Lakers will win. But good for LeBron, good for Miami. Yeah. Getting some head shakes, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, and Doc Rivers has uh, um, been told that he will not be returning as the head coach of the Los Angeles Clippers. What a celebration it's going to be in L.A., Lakers, Dodgers. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they can't celebrate. They just can't go anywhere. <laughs> oh, so that's the right, one, too. That's so, right. yeah, you're right. The one year that they do win, it'll be where they can't go anywhere. So. Big thanks uh, yeah. to everybody that tuned in. A big thanks to everybody that listened. Of course, we do yep. do this every single Monday. A big thanks to Ray Morrison and our fabulous production team as well. Deb Dennis, Ian, thank you. Yeah, we had a third member of the production team here, huh? which is always good. The more the merrier, right? Absolutely. So we just got to get Tom Robertson back down. Uh, like I said, that, <laughs> that doesn't wrap it up for uh, this week's edition of the YXC Sports Podcast. We will talk to you next Monday. Until then, stay safe.